motion if you don't watch out they'll take you and shake you until you shout stop look and listen it's halloween there's witches and broomsticks and big black hats stirring up the potions in big black vats stop look and listen it's halloween Stark standing in the fields at night The old grey house without a light The cold white moon shining down so bright With you and me standing there and shaking with fright Sneaking past the graveyard with trembling knees Faces peeking out at us between the trees Please stop, look and listen It's Halloween Hello kids, and welcome to the final episode in this month-long series of horror films. Thank fuck, it's over. <laughs> Will. Hello Kevin, fair play to you for sucking it up and doing this marathon exercise for the delight and entertainment of all our special, special listeners. You have collected such a menagerie of guests who had all fascinating, interesting, delightful, well-thought-out selections that have scared the living excrement out of my bum hole. Fair play to you. Who was your least favourite guest? Excluding people on this call? I was never a guest on your episode. I'm just trying to, so. I'm just trying to find a way to insult you, Kevin, and not insult any of our guests. Well, I think I may have insulted the listeners because all month people have been saying... Is that you singing at the start of the episodes? And I might like, know it's Pete and Tell. And the song was taken from, well, when I first heard it, it was in Halloween Kills. I thought that's a song that's not too overexposed and it's the right vibe. So I put it at the start, but because I've been conditioning people that I sing on the podcast, people thought it was me. I'm like, no, it's not. It doesn't even sound like me. Kevin, can I add to that? Even though I knew it wasn't you there were a few moments where I went is that actually Kevin singing but then I went no I know where we get the music from and now I'm going hang on a second did you not get- Kevin can't sing did- Kevin can't sing but also did you not get this music from the place where we normally get our music for the episodes did you get this that piece of music no. from Halloween Ends Halloween Kills Halloween Kills really I didn't yeah, know in Halloween Kills, the two guys that live in Michael Myers' house right the first time you see them they're playing stop oh. look Listen. Wow. Yeah, and I lifted it for this. Don, who's in the Discord, he tweaked it immediately. But others were like, they thought that I'd made up the song. Wow. Like, no, so I'll probably play us out with the full song at the end. Right. But um, I did a cover version for you there for the beginning. So you can tell the difference. I'll be happy to never hear that song ever again. <laughs> well, listen, it was all worth it in the end, Kevin. It was. And also, Will, congratulations or commiserations because last night we won or we lost at the Independent Podcast Awards. So do you have anything you'd like to say in response to winning or losing? I have plenty of experience of being nominated and losing. So all I will say is that it was either an incredible honour to be nominated or the win was being nominated or... At last, we win something. We so fucking deserved it. At last, we have some recognition. Fuck all those people who didn't win. They're all losers. We are the true champions of podcasting. We deserve to conquer the world. 
Did you hear that? The city mile. We beat you. We beat you. Dave and Kathy. Tough shit, losers. <laughs> I love it. And if you won, guys, congratulations, by the way. You well deserve it. <laughs> I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. The only people that deserves to win is us. Uh, well, yes. I thought, you know, for Halloween, what can you what can you pick? We've had some fantastic selections right throughout the month but I made a rule for myself and I didn't want to mention it until this season was over is it grabbers I didn't want to pick any no it's not grabbers oh damn that's that's going to be Christmas day release (laughs) I didn't want to pick any films that we've already talked about extensively on the podcast Mm. so for instance anything that we did an audio commentary for I ruled that out immediately Therefore, Halloween was ruled out for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to pick it because we've got a whole commentary that you can listen to. And we did that last Halloween. Yeah. So you're going to have to take it as read that I would be recommending Halloween on Halloween as probably everybody else in the world because it is a perfect film and blah, blah, blah. But I thought I wanted to stay within that franchise and I wanted to go for the redheaded stepchild that grew up to be a Chippendale stud. <laughs> and that's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, the children. You happen to know anything about this Cochran? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Trick or treat, trick or treat. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cockers? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3. Season of the Witch, the night no one comes home. Season of the Witch. Oh, this fucking film. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Whatever you rolled me, I was all excited to watch Halloween. Taking us back to the 90s again. All the lads saying, you're going to watch Halloween tonight? Because it was Halloween, it was on our own Halloween. I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch Halloween tonight. We all sat down preparing ourselves to watch Halloween and that man in the scary white mask and his big kitchen knife. Stabby do some stabby stabby action. And guess what? This weird as fuck pumpkin movie came on. And I remember being so confused. With androids and 
and wizards and Irish people mispronouncing. No, actually, that's one thing they do get right in this. Wow. Bill O'Hurley, Irish man himself, he actually pronounces Samhain the correct way. Sowen. Does he? Which, um... He does, yeah. So he's correcting the record because Dr. Loomis in the original Halloween and the sequel, he says Sam Hain. Uh, but Bill O'Hurley, he gets it right and he calls it Sowen. I'll correct you there again. Dan O'Hurley. Sorry, Bill O'Hurley, he is an Irish sportscaster. Bill O'Hurley, and you want to know something? This is fucking totally, total sidebar. I was in the fucking same room as Bill O'Hurley the night before he died. And I actually said hello to him. It's a nice we won an IFTA. And what did you tell the police? <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it sounds really, really shady. Suspicious. It was, it was, it was, it was a part of the, whatever, the film board or whatever it was. And, uh, and I remember bumping into him and saying, Ah, Bill. And I was, it was, he came out the door and I was in, I was at a corner and it was just seeing, do you know when you see someone's face that you've grown up The night with, before he died, he was out and about like doing he, functions. He died suddenly the next day. He died suddenly oh God, the God, that's day. the film board for you. That'd yeah. fucking kill you. There you go. So anyway, you can cut that. So will not Bill O'Hurley, Dan O'Hurley, and I'll give you a synopsis because I reckon people out there may need it. But it's Dr. Daniel Chalice and Ellie Grimbridge stumble upon a gruesome murder scheme when Ellie's novelty salesman father, Harry, is killed while in possession of a Halloween mask made by the Silver Shamrock Mask Company. The company's owner, Colonel Cochrane, wants to return Halloween to its darker Irish roots using his masks. And his unspeakable scheme would unleash death and destruction across the country. That's off of Letterboxd, and usually Letterboxd are quite pithy with their synopsis, but that is such a long-witted and convoluted way of summing up this film, mm. which is that a wizard tries to kill all the children in America and let the fields run red with the blood of the dirty capitalist scum. It's a fantastic, spooky tale. And yes, there's no Michael Myers to be seen anywhere in it, but that doesn't matter. It's still brilliant and if it was the second film in the Halloween franchise I reckon it would have done so much better and we would have a whole anthology series of Halloween horror films by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill so it's a terrible shame that it was the third film and not the second one because that was the original intention with the series wasn't it was to create it was an, anth- an anthology series of unique stories for each in each sequel but as you pointed out, the fact that they did a fucking direct sequel to the Michael Myers story, this came in and it was like, what the hell is this thing? And uh, they abandoned it. I get it from their point of view because it's like the first two films all take place on one Halloween night. Mm-hmm. So the third one is a separate Halloween night. So I get it where they could justify it in their head going like, well, we can we can start over now we can tell a whole new story also because John Carpenter really struggled with the second one and he felt like there's no story here there's nothing to be told Mm -hmm. so I can see why he thought it would make sense but for audiences they didn't get it at all and they they felt gypped but fuck them idiots it's a great stylish horror film it's stupid as fuck it's incredibly daft but for some reason when you combine Dean Cundy's photography with John Carpenter's music, it's just, it's crack. It, it's my kind of crack. It's directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, you've already said. And it's a sequel to John Carpenter's film, but it's not the only 
sequel to a John Carpenter film that Tommy Lee Wallace has directed. Do you know the other one? Oh, let me think. Yes. Tommy Lee Wallace, what else could he have? Vampires. He did the sequel to Vampires, called Vantor- Vampires aren't I good? Los Muertos. Well aren't done. I good? Very good. Sorry, John Thank Bon Jovi. You. Tell me I'm good. Because listen, I'm steaming after we lost at the uh, Independent Podcast Awards. So I'll take every compliment. <laughs> or you're just like... Or maybe we've won. You're running, you're running on adrenaline. You're kind of going, aren't we good? See, with the podcast awards, we're right. But also he... I told you, Will. Everything will come good in the end. <laughs> it all works out in the end. He directed a Stephen King adaptation. One probably his, probably his most famous film, I would guess, which was actually a miniseries. He did the original It, Tommy Lee Wallace. Oh. There you go. Nigel Neal was another writer on the film. He wrote the original script. They rewrote it. Tommy Lee Wallace took past the script. Nigel Neal was so incensed by that that he took his name off it. And uh, it's a terrible move because I guess he would have lost all those tens of dollars that he would have earned in residuals. Nigel Neal, one of my favourite horror films from last one of the previous season, he wrote The Woman in Black. Yes. He was a legend in uh, British circles wow. as a, a fantastic TV writer. They brought him on board for this, but he hated the film. And uh, I think, you know, he couldn't see the wood from the trees. Because, I don't know, I, th- there's a lot of people out there that genuinely dislike this film. And then there's a lot of people that are the contrarians who like it because it's the red-headed stepchild of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And then there are people like me who genuinely think it's a great movie. And if you can separate it from the Michael Myers mythos... It just works as a standalone horror film and it's it's goofy, it's silly, but it's brilliant. I haven't watched it since that disappointing night in Halloween way back in the day. And it didn't scare me adequately enough. It it threw me. Oh, it because, did scare me. Because I was expecting, Michael Myers has already said and I didn't get it, so I was actually kind of cross with the film. So it wasn't giving me what I signed up for. And uh, I haven't actually revisited since. I've gone to many Halloween parties dressed as the kid in the film with the zip-up grey hoodie who puts on the pumpkin mask and gets killed by bugs and snakes. I have dressed up as him loads of times. That's how much I love this film. But there's other things about it as well that I love, not just the score, which I think is one of Carpenter's best. I've written so many scenes to that score. But the Halloween films, the first three anyway, and then the David Gordon Green ones sort of brought back the, the tradition but the, the opening title sequence are fantastic in the first three. The first one, obviously, is the pumpkin. The second one expands upon the pumpkin and it splits apart and there's a skull inside in it. Mm. And then the third one, it's the resolution lines of a TV as it slowly fills in this graphic of a pumpkin on a TV set. I think it's a fantastic credit sequence. You probably can't remember it, but if you go back and watch it after this episode, you'll see what I mean. But it's another one of these things that I love about it. It's a clever way to play with the concept of the first film. I want to say to this film's credit, and it's always a sign that the film has done something very interesting. When I've watched the film back in my youth and have have only seen it that one time, but some elements of the film have burned themselves into my brain. That resolution thing you were just describing is burned to my brain, along with the oh, good. hypnotic uh, music cue number that, yeah. that that hypnotic hypnotic piece of music and uh, there's some elements I was using it throughout the whole series in the show notes I would keep counting down 
20 more days to Halloween, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween, which is set to London Bridges Falling Down. And I thought that might tip people off that I'm using Halloween 3 and we're building towards Halloween 3. So, yeah. But I, I remember watching this film with one of my best mates as a, a kid growing up and being driven to distraction by the ad. I thought they played the ad too many times mm-hmm. in the film. Yeah. And it was just so irritating. Like, yeah, here it comes again. That's why Hello, it's kids. still in my head because I was fucking so annoyed by it. Well, I love the film. I think it's one that deserves the resurgence that it's had over the last few years, but it's also one that it casts a spell over me. It reminds me so much of my childhood right. that I love it so much. I can remember where I was when I first saw it, you know, coming in the, the steps of my aunt's house in Shandon, standing in the doorway as Halloween 3 was starting and wanting to create as many excuses as I could to not leave because we didn't have, I think it was on the BBC, we didn't have the BBC channels. And so I, I wanted to um, I wanted to see as much of the film as I could before we had to leave. Hey. And then I caught it years later again. I won- completed the film. Because I definitely watched it when it was broadcast on, on, on Halloween. So I wonder if it was the same night when I was watching it was the night that you tried to watch it. I've it would have been the it would have been the late eighties. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Maybe eighty nine. Yeah. Maybe maybe ninety. Maybe ninety. Yeah. Probably. It was the talk of yeah. the it was the talk of the schoolyard. It was Halloween. You gonna watch Halloween tonight? It was kind of like we're going to get to watch it because it's Halloween. That the parents would kind of let us up. And um, oh, you could trick them. Yeah, it was kind of like, oh, it's look, it's a Halloween movie. We're going to watch it. So, and maybe the lads. Anyway, I think we, you were trying to watch it the same night I saw it. So that's. Uh, an interesting convergence. Yep. And I didn't get to see too much of it, but, you know, I was... I, at that stage, I was already, you know, a dyed-in-the-wool massive fan of the Halloween movies because I saw the first two already. So I was, like, fascinated. I was like, oh, my God, there's a third one. I need to see this. Wow. Now I get to watch it whenever I fucking want. And nobody can say, come on, we got to go. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm staying. I'm going to watch it. Oh, Lordy. It's great, isn't it, being an adult? Another one that I'm adding to my watch list. Another one. Thanks to the season that, Kevin, you have slaved over and managed to vomit out into the world. Smelling of rose petals. Yep. And for the last six episodes we've done, I felt like I was going to vomit. That's why I'm coming down with something. Uh, Yeah. (sighs) I feel dire, Will. Dire. Thanks to everybody that listened along and even watched along. Thanks to James for doing those two video episodes for us. Yeah, they were amazing. So much better than we deserved I'm glad he did one for me and he also did one for my co-host Pierce and he didn't do one for you yeah so we know we know who (laughs) James's favourites are we know who obviously tried and who didn't (laughs) that's all I will say yes Uh, thanks to all our guests thanks to Joe Barton Tim Coleman Dave Corkery James again, Jonas Govats, Jen Handoff, Jamie Hannigan, George Kane, Peter McGann, Dan Martin, Colin McMahon, Ono Fuelon, Pierce Ryan, Stephen Shields, Jason Tamamangi, Natasha Waugh, and Paul Young. My God. I think they delivered some great little recommendations for us, and they were fun little episodes. So, yeah, what more can we say? It's been a delight. And if you're running out of options... Never again. Never again. Why not throw on grabbers? Because I remember myself and Karen watching Grabbers on Halloween night about 10 years ago. And we had a ball with it. And so, you turned it off and you haven't seen her since. Haven't seen. She left and she said, what's this shite? Good luck. No, we both really enjoyed it. So watch Grabbers. Well, I'm not being funny now. Isn't Song of the Sea also set in Halloween? It is, Kevin, as a matter of fact. Yeah. 
and my first movie, My Brothers, was set over Halloween weekend as, as well. Oh my God, I really need to see those. Yeah, it, and both movies are actually set over the same Halloween weekend. Because if you'll notice in both films, they are wearing 3D glasses, the same 3D glasses. Because RTE that weekend had a series of 3D movies on, culminating with Jaws wait, 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 3D. Wait, 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 Are you saying that My Brothers is set at the weekend of Halloween 3? Oh, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, quite possibly, yeah. It was that the same weekend where they had, they did it over a series of nights. They had a Three Stooges. Was Halloween 3 in 3D? Did he broadcast in 3D? No, no, no. Jaws 3 and Friday the 13th Part 3 was in 3D. No, so it was the Jaws 3 one. Because I, I remember trying to watch Jaws 3 oh, in 3D okay. and it not working. So that's when they were set. Yeah, the same weekend. Ah, uh, okay. They never worked those 3D glasses. No, it was a disaster. <laughs> you were trying to convince yourself, it works. I can see the knife coming at my face. And it wasn't working. Also, they felt really uncomfortable on your face, those cardboard things like sticking into your nose. I still had one. And if you watch My Brothers, I think the original one is still... They might have used the original one. It had like the American flag on it or something like that, I think. Oh, anyway. wow. Mm. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to watching my next 3D movie. <laughs> I take, I've take, i taken him in to every 3D movie and 3D just looks like shit. And I, I come on to the podcast and say, why the fuck doesn't 3D work? It's shit. And I've got the original glasses and everything. <laughs> well, again... Thank you to everyone for listening. Happy Halloween. Enjoy whatever you watch tonight. And don't put any razor blades or any sweets for the kids. But uh, do front them in the hole as they're walking away. That, that's how you give them a good scare. Good. And, uh, <laughs> I always say a bucket of scalding water over the front door is always, you know, or just outside the front door is always a good one. Just hanging off a tree. Now what you want to do, right, mm. is right now while you've got the chance, mm-hmm. go outside and put a load of dish soap, a load of like washing up liquid all along the step and wet it down. And, <laughs> and then you won't, they won't even get a chance to ring the doorbell because they'll go slipping and fronting off the front of the door. <laughs> It'll be just one after the other slipping and baiting their faces and breaking their masks. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, that's what you do. I like it. Right, Will. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you too, Kevin. Booger, booger, booger. <laughs> Well done, Kevin. See you, Will. It's great. Stirring up the potions in big black bats. Come on, stop. Look and listen. It's Halloween. Cornstalk standing in the fields at night. The old gray house without a light. The cold white moon shining down so bright. With you and me standing there and shaking with fright. Sneaking past the cleave on trembling knees. Faces peeking out between the trees. Please stop. Look and listen. It's Tis the season, watch out!